to what a lot of people do refer to this weekend as one of the best weekends of football. The divisional round weekend is upon us. Four games, eight teams. Usually we get four really good games. You go back to last year and the year before that, the divisional round is has produced some of the most memorable playoff games we've had in recent memory. So this is a, a really, really good and exciting weekend of football, and I'm excited we're just a few hours away. So thank you. As we inch closer and closer to that fun weekend of football, thank you for making us a part of your weekend right here in CBS Sports Radio. And, of course, a happy weekend, a happy Saturday to you. We have made it. Speaking of making it, let's start with that theme right here to open the show. This Sunday evening, it is now or never for the Buffalo Bills. I never want to hear about the Bills as Super Bowl contenders again if they fail to beat the Chiefs on Sunday. Because if they lose this game at home, what they would be to me is the AFC equivalent of the Dallas Cowboys. Really good regular season team. They give you in the regular season reason to buy in that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender in the postseason. But each and every year, they expose themselves as frauds in the playoffs. That is what's at stake for Buffalo on Sunday night. If they can't beat this version of the Chiefs at home here on Sunday night, they never will. They never will beat the Chiefs in the postseason if they can't win this game on Sunday. Because you look at this matchup, this matchup screams the Bills finally getting over the Mahomes hump and beating them in the postseason. Look at how many things are in favor of Buffalo going into this game on Sunday. Number one, Buffalo finally at home. They've talked about getting Mahomes at, uh, or should say, in Buffalo for a while now, and they finally got it. Five and one, the Bills are at home in the Josh Allen playoff tenure. And now, for the first time, they're own to Arrowhead, finally getting Mahomes coming to Buffalo, playing his first road playoff game in his career. They finally get now the Chiefs on their turf in the playoffs. And speaking of which, you had Deion Dawkins this week talking about the impact of home field advantage and speaking about how the Bills now going to a playoff game against the Chiefs have the advantage in this matchup. Take a listen to the Bills left tackle getting ready for Kansas City coming to town. Good luck to Patrick Mahomes. Again, the home field advantage in the playoffs is a real thing. We've seen Arrowhead rocking. That's a really hard stadium to play in. If you're Buffalo, you heard Deion Dawkins just say it. Buffalo has the advantage because they are at home. The fans are going to be insane. Home field advantage, check for Buffalo. The fact that they're playing great football, check in favor of Buffalo. The Bills are red hot. Winners now of six games in a row really finished their season strong. Winning those six games, too, it's not like they've played Joe Blow and some slapstick teams. They've beaten the Cowboys. They've beaten the Dolphins. They've beaten the Chiefs that started this six-game winning streak. All playoff teams. So they have beaten good teams 
to get themselves into the playoffs and now get themselves where they are red hot. Where on the flip side, you look at Kansas City to end the regular season, the final eight games of the year, they just were four and four. Scuffling towards the end of the year. So Bills come in red hot. Chiefs come in up and down. And then you look at right now this Kansas City offense, which is the biggest benefit going right now for Buffalo. This is the worst Chiefs offense of the Mahomes era. This year, they're averaging just 21.8 points per game. That's 15th in the NFL. That for, again, Mahomes and the Chiefs standard, that's horrific. That is catastrophic. Up until this point, every single year, Mahomes has been the full-time starter. The Chiefs have been a top six team in the league in terms of points per game scored. And they are 15th this year, right? It's been talked about a lot. The struggles of the receivers. They can't catch the ball. They can't separate. It's been a big-time issue. Running the ball at times has been hit or miss. I mean, you even look at Mahomes' stats himself for a full season. This is the fewest touchdowns and the lowest amount of passing yards Mahomes has had in a full season in his career. This has been a down year for the Chiefs and a a overall down year for this offense. So you add it all up, right? If you are Buffalo right now going into this matchup, you have home field advantage where you are 5-1 at home in the Josh Allen era in the playoffs. You have right now the Bills coming in, riding a six-game winning streak while the the Chiefs finished the regular season 4-4, so they were scuffling while the Bills were heating up and playing their best football down the stretch of the regular season. And most importantly, this is the worst Chiefs offense in the Mahomes era. 21.8 points per game is 15th in the league. The receivers can't catch the ball. There's little separation from Travis Kelsey, who the yards may say one thing, but his play, he's not dominated the game in what feels like forever. Fewest passing yards, fewest passing touchdowns for for Mahomes in a full season in his career. Add all of that up. That screams Bills winning this game, which is why if they can't win this game on Sunday, they are total frauds and can never be called Super Bowl contenders until they actually do it. They are the Cowboys. If they lose on Sunday, they are in the same class as the Dallas Cowboys. Really good regular season team, frauds in the playoffs. Cannot believe in them being legitimate until they actually go out and prove it. Zero benefit of the doubt deserves to be given to Buffalo if they can't win. Again, everything adds up to them winning this game. With that said, I'm taking the Chiefs. I think Kansas City is going into Buffalo and winning this game. My number one issue with the Bills is the fact that they can't put teams away. We saw it even on Monday against the Steelers. The hapless Steelers with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. You're up 21-0, 17 minutes into the game. And you can't put away the Steelers and that inept offense with no T.J. Watt. You allow Pittsburgh to get back into the game to where it's a touchdown game in the fourth quarter? If you allow the Chiefs to hang around, unlike Pittsburgh, they're going to kill you. Mahomes is going to beat you. And that has been one of the areas that Buffalo has struggled in in the postseason. 
is putting teams away. They won't be able to race out to an early lead and salt the game away at the run game. So Kansas City is going to be in this. It's going to be a close game late. And I don't care that it's his first road playoff game. I honestly think that's overrated. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's played in a ton of tough road environments. Buffalo is going to be loud. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. It's going to be a college-like atmosphere. Bill's Mafia is going to be representing big time on Sunday night. It doesn't matter, though. Like, how is that going to rattle Mahomes? He's not going to be afraid. He's not going to be, oh, my God, they're yelling at me. I can't handle this. He'll be fine. Andy Reid will be fine. They've won two Super Bowls and been to three. They know how to win big games. I don't care if it's at home, on the road. Does that matter? They know how to win big games. So, Mahomes, late, give me him. I'm taking him every single time. And what's also concerning going back to Monday's game specifically for the Bills in that closer than it should have been win over the Steelers was they allowed Pittsburgh back into the game without a Josh Allen turnover. Usually, right, if the Bills race out to an early lead, especially against a bad team, you'll have a Josh Allen interception, a bad fumble that really sets up the other team to be in a position to capitalize. There was no turnovers from Josh Allen. And yet they, the Steelers still were able to find a way to get back in the game, in part because they can't run the ball. Buffalo can't run the ball consistently, so they can't bleed clock. They can't establish balance and offense, and they have a tough time, again, because of all that added up, of putting teams away. So I like Kansas City a lot in this matchup. I know the receivers have been talked about, and I've talked about my concern with Kansas City's wide receivers for, I mean, half the year it feels like. But I really like what I saw from Rasheed Rice down the stretch. This is a guy that, even though he's a rookie, I'll be honest, I'm believing in him. That he could carry the load and make some plays. Travis Kelsey's been quiet, but that's still a reliable guy in the playoffs. Isaiah Pacheco has brought balance in the run game. And by the way, the weather's not going to be a factor. If anything, the weather favors the Chiefs. They have been a team that they've showed you in the snow and the cold. They have no problem playing. Buffalo's been the team where when it gets wet, when it gets cold, when it gets windy, they're the team that's going like, oh, oh, are they, are they built for this? I like Kansas City. I think Mahomes, Reed, find a way. I'm going to say Chiefs 27, Bills 20. With that thought, though, I want to ask you this question here at 855 212 4227. 855-212-4227 as we kick off this hick at night before divisional round weekend. Which team has the most pressure on them to win this weekend? I think it's the Bills. I don't think they are winning this game, but I think the Buffalo Bills have the most pressure on them in part because what I just laid out for the last 10 minutes, everything in this matchup leans in their favor. Home field, bad Chiefs offense, Bills right now riding a hot winning streak. Everything adds up to Buffalo finally, for the first time in three tries, beating the Chiefs and knocking Mahomes and Co. out of the playoffs. It all lines up to Buffalo finally winning. I don't think they are. Which team in your mind has the most pressure on them to win uh, this weekend? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Social media at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three.
We'll get your thoughts. Most pressure in divisional round weekend. And also when we return, we have a little bit of a show update. Some good news, some bad news. Hick at night, Ryan Hickey with you on a Saturday. We'll get to your pressure thoughts here. Which team in the NFL has the most pressure to win on Saturday and or Sunday? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. But we did say going to break. We have a update and some show news here going forward. Some good, some bad. So let's cut the anticipation and give it to you right now. Hick at night is moving time slots. Tonight is the last night we are doing 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern, 11 to 3 p.m. Pacific on Saturday mornings. Starting next week, Hick at night can be heard on a weekly basis. Sunday evenings starting at 10 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Pacific. So we'll be on after the AFC and NFC title games. We'll be on after the Super Bowl. And every Sunday night moving forward. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, it works for my schedule a little bit better since I am a full-time producer here. So produce JR up until 10 p.m. Eastern. Have a four-hour break then, which usually I'll take a nap for a little bit, still prepare for the show. And then do the show, obviously, starting right now at 2 a.m., but... That means usually I'll get here roughly around 3, 3.30 p.m. on Fridays, and I won't leave till about 6 a.m. Saturday morning. So long story short, very long day. Very long day, and then a lot of the weekend is shot because I'm tired. Again, no need to have a small violin. That's just the reality. So definitely excited uh, to move to Sunday nights. Hopefully that works for a lot of your schedules. If you're up right now at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific, hopefully that means that you'll be up on Sunday at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If not, though, two areas that you should definitely utilize now more than ever. Download and check out the Hick at Night podcast, night spelled N-I-T-E. All four hours still uploaded um, to that podcast page every single week. And anytime I fill in right here on CBS Sports Radio, those shows are also podcasted on that page. So a great way to keep up with everything in case maybe you can listen a little bit less than you do now. Hick at Night Podcast, night spelled N-I-T-E. That's where you can find the audio version. If you want video, check me out on YouTube. Ryan Hickey is the channel. Subscribe there. A lot of video content, a lot of takes and such given on the YouTube page. So Hick at Night, final show in terms of uh, this time slot, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Saturday mornings Eastern. Starting next week, it will be Sundays, every single Sunday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Sunday morning into, or I should say Sunday night into Monday morning. All right. Back now to your thoughts on who has the most pressure. For me, it's the Buffalo Bills. Because if you look at this game and look at this matchup against the Chiefs, everything in this game favors them. At home, they are red hot. Chiefs come in scuffling. And this is the the worst Chiefs offense the Bills are ever going to face in the Mahomes era. 15th in points per game scored this year for Kansas City. They've been no worse than 6th in any other year before this one. They have been a juggernaut. This is the year they are most vulnerable. And if Buffalo can't beat this iteration of Kansas City in the playoffs, they never will. 
They never will. And they will be the AFC version of the Cowboys. Good regular season team. We'll get your hopes up, tease you a little bit, but come playoff time, we'll reveal themselves as frauds. Who do you think has the most pressure to win this weekend in the NFL divisional round? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Tony is calling from Toronto. What up, Tone? Hi, how are you? I do agree with you that Buffalo does have the uh, pressure because they've gone to the dance three times and they've never accomplished anything. Uh, but I do feel that the Mafia will uh, be helping them beat the Swifties because that's what I call them <laughs> now, the Swifties, right? Um, I, don't think, I don't think that uh, KC has it. Uh, they... Uh, in, in that game, I, I, I do agree that it's going to be a tight game. It's not going to be a 27-20. I think it's going to go into overtime. Ooh, and okay. it's going to be won by a field goal. And, and that stadium is going to erupt. And that's we're going to see the last of Taylor Swift, I hope. Uh, that's the, that, that are game. you predicting, now, that, Tony, are you predicting a breakup here? Yes, I do. I hope so. I hope so. She's going to, wow. I hope so. I, I feel bad for the guy, but you know what? she's like, you know, it's about football. It's not about her. It's about football. The game that scares me the most, the game that I got my uh, five bucks on, is uh, I'm not feeling the love here. I'm a 49er fan, and I don't know what's going to happen here. I really don't. Wait, you're you're Uh, not feeling the love, meaning you're worried that the Packers are going to upset the 49ers? Oh, yeah. So you are feeling the love. Yeah, um, well, I'm like this guy's like I don't know. I, I like I kind of wish he he breaks an ankle or something or, or right. gets hurt. Yeah. Or... That's tone. Now you sound like someone from from. Thanks for the call, tone. I'm, I'm not gonna say we're not gonna wish for injuries. Also, the the 49ers are at least bare minimum the best team in the NFC. You should not be wishing for for Jordan Love to break an ankle as a way for you to win this game. Uh, let's be realistic here. The 49ers are a damn good team. We'll get into this game a little bit later on, but I like San Francisco. I don't see how that Green Bay defense is going to slow down that 49ers offense whatsoever. I love the pass rush for the 49ers. I think they'll get after Jordan Love, heat him up a little bit. Um, And I think, I mean, look, they've been playing good down the stretch. Don't get me wrong. The Packers have been a very good team. 49ers are not Dallas. That's what I'll say. Offensively and defensively, they're not frauds. They're going to come after you. They're going to punch you in the mouth. I think it's going to be a rough day for Jordan Love. So I don't think you have to root for a broken ankle for Jordan Love in order for you to win the game. Um, And in terms of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, look, if she breaks up with him, that's that's a rough offseason for for Travis Kelsey. I'll say that for sure. You win the the Super Bowl last offseason, and then this offseason you lose in the playoffs to the Bills, and then Taylor breaks up with you. I mean, her dating history, they're going to probably break up, right? I mean, she goes through how many boyfriends? They don't really last too long, so... You're probably right, Tony, that they are going to break up uh, sooner rather than later. Um, be a tough kick in the you-know-what if that happens uh, sometime soon after this playoff loss. She dumps him because he's a loser. You can't beat the Bills, Travis? I'm done. Leroy's calling from South Carolina. What's up, Leroy? In order for you to win the game. Um, and in terms of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Leroy, come on, man. This is Radio 101. Turn the radio down. You can listen through the phone. 
If you're on hold, you can listen to me right now through the phone. It sounded like the phone was literally just jammed up to the radio. Radio 101. You don't need the radio on if you're on hold. Uh, if you want to call in at 855-212-4227, there is a pro tip for you. If you didn't know, now you do. If you're on hold, turn the radio down. You can literally hear the show through your phone. Nick is calling from California. What's up, Nick? Ryan, was it is it amateur hour over here? I guess so, guys Nick. wishing for injuries and having the radios up. Over two, so what is happening? <laughs> Hot stuff on this show. <laughs> yeah. No, man, look, anyone complaining about Swifties is so irritating to me. Taylor Swift has been excellent for football. Anyone complaining about it clearly doesn't remember what media coverage was like when Roma was dating Jessica Simpson. It's also to Taylor's right. credit. Like, she is, I give her a lot of credit. She's just a fan. Like, I don't, yeah. she's not acting like, look at me. All she does is sit in the box. I mean, they show her a ton, and I'm sure she knows she's on TV, but she's not, she's not Brittany Mahomes where it's very cringe to watch. She's just living, living a life of a girlfriend with a boyfriend who plays in the NFL. I think it's, yeah, I have no problem with it. She's doing nothing. The Chiefs haven't, Kadarius Tony can't catch a cold. But somehow it's the woman in the in the booth's fault. Right. Right. So, somehow it's all her fault while they're not doing anything. Well, like, and that's why, and that's exactly why all the pressure is on the Bills and is on Josh Allen because you're right. If they can't beat this iteration, this game reminds me so much of the 2006 AFC Championship: Brady versus Manning. When Manning finally gets past the hump of the Patriots and gets to his first Super Bowl. All the pressure's on him. Mahomes has been there, done that. They won two Super Bowls. So he's Brady in that situation. Josh Allen, man, he needs to prove he can get it done and and prove that he's worth all that money they paid him and all the hype and not just a mediocre quarterback. Because, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's throwing for a billion yards and 15 rushing touchdowns. That's all cool, but he's also throwing the most, you know, most turnovers and fumbles and what? Why is he any different than? Uh, I don't. Detroit, I mean, honestly, Matt Stafford. Nick, it, I was gonna say even. I mean, Stafford's got a Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl. I was gonna say even. I appreciate Detroit, the call. Matt Stafford, though. But I was gonna say uh, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Like you look at yeah. their their regular seasons and postseason, and Nick appreciate the call, buddy. That's been like you look at Josh Allen again, MVP candidate, right in the regular season each and every year. Feels like you look at how he plays in the postseason. Whether it's the turnovers, whether it's the indecisiveness, whether it's the offense just stalling. He's had the 2021 postseason where they smoked the Patriots in the wild card round and then had that epic 13-second game where if you're a Bills fan or any NFL fan, you remember that game specifically. He was outstanding, elite in those two playoff games. That 2021 postseason, Josh Allen was unbelievable. But you look last year, not very good in either game, the Dolphins or the the Bengals. Look in 2020, he almost gave the game away to the Colts. He did not play great against the Ravens, did not play great against the Chiefs. He's not been, like, he's been more of a bad quarterback in the playoffs than he's been a good quarterback. And I think the Peyton Manning comp is spot on. As a Colts fan, I've lived that and feel that 100%. Peyton was awful in the playoffs, especially in New England. When he got Brady on his home turf, now it didn't start very good. The second half was, was, you know, you're down 21-3. The second half turned things around, but he finally beat Brady at his home. Peyton Manning is 3-0 
against Tom Brady at home in the playoffs. 0-2 on the road. Josh Allen right now, 0-2 against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs on the road. This is his Peyton Manning opportunity to reverse right now what's going on. If he can't beat this Chiefs team, what are we doing? Josh Allen has to be talked about and viewed the same way we talk about and view Dak. Good regular season quarterback, can't get it done in the playoffs. This is his opportunity right now. Jordan's call from Calgary. What's up, Jordan? Hey, Ryan. Just want to let you know I love your work on oh, CBS you, Sports Radio. Check is in the mail. So, I guess really what I was calling about to say was, I think part of what's going on with the Buffalo Bills this year, um, as much as like Josh Allen can be the greatest quarterback one game and then look like a terrible quarterback the next game, is I think throughout the 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 season really you're seeing a lot of injuries on the back end and even the linebacking core like they're down to like second and third stringers like certain linebacker spots like certain uh secondary spots and i think that like while it's not a total excuse kansas city could probably expose some of that right and then I do agree the Buffalo Bills have the uh, the biggest amount of pressure out of anybody in the postseason. I'd, I'd go Ravens, too. Uh, but that's that's pretty much how I feel. All right, Jordan, appreciate the call. We'll get to the Ravens here in a second um, and appreciate your thoughts. But it's like, I mean, I'm sorry. I can't use excuses or I can't, actually, I can't use injuries as an excuse for Josh Allen's up and down play in the playoffs. Everyone is dealing with injuries. It's January in the NFL. No one is 100%. No one is feeling good. Everybody is banged up. Every team is dealing with some sort of injury. And the great ones find ways to overcome it. And for Allen, a lot of it is self-inflicted. Bad decision-making. Turning the ball over. And part of it's not his fault. Because the Bills, again, we've talked about this a lot, ask too much of him. Put too much on his plate. There's not a consistent run game that Buffalo can lean on. So, especially in the postseason, they say, Josh, run the ball. Josh, pass the ball. It is the Josh Allen show. I mean, you look against the, the you look at uh, Monday night is the latest example against the Steelers. Allen had that insane, you know, Herculean 52-yard touchdown run that most of us thought, there's the game. You're up 21-0, game's over. Now, Steelers came back, but part of the reason why Pittsburgh came back was because if you take out that long Josh Allen run, the 52-yard touchdown run, the rest of the game, or I should say the entire game outside of that one run, the Bills carried and uh, ran the ball, I should say, 33 times for 3.3 yards per carry. Now, Josh's long run inflated to like 4.8, I think it was. It was almost five yards a carry that the team averaged on the ground against the Steelers. But that one long run inflated the numbers where in reality – Outside of that long touchdown run, it's like three yards a carry. You're not winning a playoff game trying to be balanced, rushing the ball three yards a pop. But that's been a consistent problem for Buffalo that they've been unable to figure out. That's where I'll give Josh Allen a pass in the sense of not putting it all on his plate because that's not his fault. He's being asked to do too much. That's a a flaw Buffalo has. And part of the reason why, to go back to why I think Kansas City is going to win this game is because Buffalo can't put any team away. 
They are, they're not going to blow at the Chiefs. They don't blow at anyone in the playoffs, in part because they can't run the ball. So they can't salt away the clock. It's a flaw Buffalo has, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that injuries are the reason why we should take pressure off of Josh Allen or maybe take it easy on Josh Allen for some of his playoff performances. It's January. It's the playoffs. Everyone's hurt. The great ones find a way to overcome it. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Who in your mind has the most pressure on them to win this weekend in the NFL Divisional Round? We'll get your thoughts on that. And also, when we return, how concerning, or how concerned, maybe is a better way to phrase it, better English, how concerned should you be with the Ravens being rusty? One massive upset. We are going to see divisional round weekend. The Texans are beating the Ravens. I think the rust of the Ravens sitting the last two weeks is going to negatively impact them. Look, as a Colts fan, I saw my own eyes multiple times, unfortunately. It drove me crazy, but they never learned their lesson. The Colts would have everything wrapped up, and back in the day, it was when you had the, the top two teams had the bye. Now it's obviously only the top one. But you had everything wrapped up. The Colts would be playing for nothing. They'd have the bye, and what would they do? Week 17, back in the day, they would sit Peyton Manning. He would have two weeks' worth of rest. The offense would come out clunky, and they would lose in the divisional round. I went back and looked. The Colts had a playoff bye four times in the Peyton Manning era. They were 1-3 coming off the bye. They rarely were able to figure it out, and that rest hurt them more than helped them. I think it's the same thing with the Ravens. I don't know why they didn't learn their lesson from 2019, where they rested their starters, had the bye, and then just came out absolutely flat against the Titans. And in just a, a pummeling from Tennessee, I think we're saying the same, or I think we're seeing the same thing here. Two weeks off is a long time. If you think about this, Players have not had two weeks off from playing in a game or doing, like, intense football activities since training camp. In, in a, if you want to talk about a game perspective, in over a year. It's unnatural. And I think it's really hard to ask your players, hey, you're going to take two weeks off from game intensity atmospheres, and then in the biggest game of the season, come back and be sharp as you can be. I think it's... It's the wrong mindset, and I don't think it's actually p- possible to happen or, or or likely to happen, I should say. It can happen. It's harder to do than you think. So I, I think the rust for the Ravens is going to come back to bite them here. And don't just take my, if you want to call uneducated opinion, how about if you're a Ravens fan, you listen to your own guy, Lamar Jackson, who kind of hinted at that this week. Take a listen, Lamar Jackson, this week at his press conference, Let's just say they did not seem too happy that uh, a bye was, uh, or they did have the bye. One thing to practice like you're playing for a game, another another thing to actually play in the game. You heard Lamar say they were rolling and they were. Winners of seven in a row before they sat down week 18. They blew out the Dolphins, blew out the 49ers. They were the hottest team in the NFL. And I think the double bye, sitting week 18, and having the bye last week, I think that halts their momentum. 
Lamar's been a quarterback who's not been very good in the playoffs. Just one in three, three touchdown passes, five interceptions. And C.J. Stroud has showed you in his short time here, he's played in two playoff games the last two weeks. At the Colts, home against the Browns. He's been tremendous. Five touchdowns, zero picks. He's looked calm. The pressures and the moment has not gotten to him. I think the Texans go on the road and beat the Ravens 23-17. So I think we're going to see a big-time upset in the divisional round. 23-17 Texans over the Ravens. Are you right now a believer or should say are you worried? Better way to say it. Are you worried right now about the Ravens and their rust? And which team has the most pressure on them in this weekend's divisional round matchups? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. David is calling from Baltimore. What's up, David? Hey, good evening. Um, so I am in Baltimore, and I hope you're wrong about your prediction on the Ravens tomorrow. But um, I think the pressure, the team most pressure is definitely going to be the Ravens now. I mean, last time we were in the same situation, we saw what happened against Tennessee. Lamar had an MVP. He won MVP that year. He's in the running to win it again. We're at home, first-round bye. It's almost the same situation again. And Ten-point you know, favorites and at home, just contract. like you were against the Titans. And the big contract Lamar just got that makes it even more pressure, you know. So I think any team right now has got the most pressure is definitely the Ravens. But I, what you were saying about the rust, I think the rust could affect the offense. But I think the extra week off is going to help the defense because I don't, I don't think you forget how to play defense. It's timing is more on the quarterback and the receiver. Uh, but the defense being off extra week is going to let these guys who are banged up heal their bodies, and I think that's going to help our defense this this time around. Unfortunately, David, and, and you're right, and the defense, I'll agree with you there. I think it's more on the offense. The rust is going to impact them. I appreciate the call. I mean, Marlon Humphrey is not going to play. Um, so that two-week break was still not enough to get your best DB back on the field. But it is definitely a timing thing more with the offense. I'd agree with you there. It impacts the offense more than the defense. And that's going to be problematic if you can't score points. That defense for Baltimore has been tremendous this season. But especially in the playoffs, quarterback is where you really separate. And C.J. Stratton right now, how well that uh, offense is playing. Nico Collins is, I mean, prove me wrong and keep on doubting him. And he just keeps putting up big game after big game. That offense is going to be tough to slow down for Baltimore. They're going to give up some points. And if the Ravens offense looks like I think they're going to look, man, it's going to be tough sledding right now for Baltimore. Let's go back to Baltimore. Tony's there. What's up, Tone? Hey, what's going on? What Um, up, man? Not much, not much. So I would like to say the Ravens, we got the most pressure. That's what I would like to believe, you know. With everything, that I agree with everything the last caller said. Every Lamar has a few to prove uh, come these playoffs. But what I would like to say is that I think that the offense this time around, unlike 2019, I think we'll be ready. I think uh, job all did his thing in getting these guys ready for tomorrow's game. I think the Texans, um, we have this rookie quarterback. He played this the first game of the season, I'm a little bit worried uh, about him because he's definitely playing lights out right now. So I would like to thank, um, I wanted your opinion. Although we uh, struggle against the run a little bit, do mm-hmm. you think we'll be able to stop Texans if they decide to go with that game plan? And what do you think that game plan may be? I'm going to hang up and listen. Tony, appreciate the call, buddy. If I'm Houston right now, I ride what's working, which is the pass game. That's how they beat the Colts. That's how they beat the Browns. Again, you're seeing Nico Collins and Bobby Slowick, their offense coordinators, doing a tremendous job of putting, of manipulating defenses and getting Nico Collins open. Like, I'll be honest. Again, as a Colts fan, 
Maybe I was a little bit biased. But going to that game when they played ten, uh, Houston two weeks ago, it was just like, okay, it's Nico Collins. You got to shut him down. Like, he's really the only real threat that you got to worry about. And the Colts couldn't do it in large part because Slowick did a great job of moving him around, getting him open, and working off the play action. CJ Stroud, again, is someone who is patient also, too, holds onto the ball, which allows his receivers extra time to get open. I think for me, if I'm Baltimore, they don't blitz a lot. That's one where I think you got to heat up, heat him up. Mike McDonald's done a really good job this year. A lot of it has been rushing four, dropping seven, especially without Marlon Humphrey. I think this is the game where you kind of throw the playbook for what you've done for most of the year out the window and blitz. Get after CJ Stroud. Don't allow him to sit back there and manipulate the pocket because the Colts did that, got burned. The Browns did that, got burned. They had Cleveland last week had one quarterback hit. That's it. They didn't touch him. And when Stroud was comfortable, he was sitting back there. And doesn't matter how good uh, defensively you are, you got to cover for four or five seconds. It's almost impossible to do. That's why I think if, I, if I'm Baltimore, I'm blitzing a lot. Jay is calling from Houston. What's up, Jay? Hey, how you doing, Ryan? What's going on, man? I'm doing well, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a big CJ uh, Stell fan. Um, I'm a Houston fan. Uh, I, I I don't have us winning the day. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my team, but nah, I, I'm not, I'm not betting on. I'm a what big. What are you? Guy. What do you think is going to be the biggest difference? Is why you can't do it? Uh, like our offensive line banged up. Uh, we just, I mean, Baltimore just a better team. You know what I'm saying? And um, I usually let in the day in Lamar, not the 2019 Lamar. So I'm not I'm not betting on that game. <laughs> I, I I got us losing like. Probably like 30, maybe 30-17, something like that. 30-17, two-score game. Yeah. All right, Jay, I didn't think I'd be the one, and appreciate the call, trying to talk you into this game, to be honest. That'd be the other, other way around, if anything. But, no, I, I think that this is a game where, again, Houston defensively is swarming and fast. I do like that style of defense in this game. And even though they are a little bit one-dimensional, maybe a little bit more than I would like in terms of the run game not being too much of a factor, I think you ride the hot hands. And I think, in the, especially in the playoffs, hot hands are something to be careful about. CJ Stroud right now is hot. The playoffs are not too new, uh, too big for him. And the offensive line is, they are banged up, yes. They're playing outstanding. They are playing outstanding. The Colts and the Browns. Two teams that get after the quarterback. Two teams that have been great at getting after the quarterback this year. Couldn't touch Stroud the last two weeks. So the offensive line's been banged up, but they've been doing an A-plus job down the stretch here. We'll continue to take your thoughts. Who has the most pressure on them this weekend? Are you worried about the rust for the Ravens? When we return, eight teams left in the playoffs. Let's rank them. Who's the most likely to win the Super Bowl? Who's the least likely to win? Give it my answers when we return. Hey, good night with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.